Welcome to Devil's Food, where we get together every Wednesday and talk true crime and the like stuff. And stuff. True crime and scandals and future cryptids and all the things. It'll be a fun time. It'll be a fun time. So. Today might not be a fun time, but later it might be a fun time. Well, I feel like it normally isn't a fun time. Sometimes it is. Yeah. Yeah. We, t- we talk about wholesome things here. We do, we do, we do. Now, today, mm-hmm. it's my turn to talk, and it's not going to be a fun one. Mm. When you say it's not fun, I know it's not going to be fun. <laughs> oh, God! Oh, God! <laughs> now that we've recovered... <laughs> That's what happens when um, your husband comes in the front door and you're not expecting him home. <laughs> and you also have a peeping time, peeping Tom in your neighborhood that you're on watch for. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so, Casey, you're telling us about all the fun times. All the fun times. Okay. So. I don't know what we're talking about today, and I, I don't know. So, It's, it's going to be a good one. You're going to love it. Mm. Uh, today we're talking about the murder of Tim McLean. Okay, I don't know anything about this case. Okay. Oh, perfect, because you're in for a ride. Mm-hmm. So, Tim McLean was a carnival barker who was to return to home to Winnipeg from working a carnival in Edmonton. So, this is all takes place in Canada. This is a Canadian. Oh, Canada. Okay. Canada. Uh, Tim was born on October 3rd, 1985, and was 22 years old when the following events took place. It was July 30th of 2008. It was a normal July day. He boarded a Greyhound bus number 1170, which was taking the Yellowhead Highway through Saskatchewan. You said that right. I said it right. I was really worried I wasn't going to. I don't know if you did or not, but I have faith. It looks right. I'm supporting you. The Yellowhead Highway is a major interprovincial highway in western Canada. It runs from Winnipeg to Graham Island off the coast of British Columbia via, via Saskatoon and Edmonton. Okay. And Tim McLean was seated at the rear of the bus, one row ahead of the toilet. It was supposed to be a normal ride. Now, before we get into this, the timeline events, we're going to jump around a little bit. Mm-hmm. I feel like if it's the case I'm thinking of, it might. Be. I'm getting a flashback. Okay. Continue on, and then so, I'll say. <laughs> the events start well before Tim McLean gets on his Greyhound bus, and mm-hmm. we're going to throw back to April 30th, 1968, when Vince Weigong Lee was born in Dangdong, China. He graduated from the University of Wuhan Institute of Technology with a Bachelor of Science in 1992. In 2001, Vince Lee arrives in Canada from Beijing with his wife, Anna where he then graduated from the CDI College for Computer Programming in 2002. Vince and his wife Anna lived in Winnipeg for about five years, and around October-ish, November-ish of 2004, he was hired as a night custodian at the Grand Memorial Baptist Church in Winnipeg after not being able to find work in his field of study. So he just couldn't find any IT work, and given the time, Mm -hmm. it makes sense. Yeah. 
That probably put a strain on them, too. Yeah, it, it did. Uh, so he was a night custodian for about six months. In the summer of 2005, Lee took a job as a forklift operator for Midland Foods in Winnipeg. And it's always a forklift uh, certified cutie who <laughs> who does <laughs> fucked up shit. Like our uh, like Joseph sloppy Anthony. Joe. Yeah, sloppy Joe. <laughs> At some point in 2006, Lee left his wife and moved to Edmonton. In 2007, Lee was granted Canadian citizenship, and in July of 2007, Lee got a job delivering newspapers, and he worked there until April 2008, and during that time, he also held a job at Walmart, so he kind Mm -hmm. of had a couple different things he was doing to kind of make ends meet. Okay. Uh, So he ended up getting fired from Walmart due to a disagreement with another co-worker, and in June of 2008, he returned to his newspaper job. And it was the morning of July 28, 2008, Lee would deliver his last set of newspapers. Now, Lee was diagnosed with schizophrenia, and he went quite a while untreated. Vince Lee had been hearing voices and harbored thoughts about aliens and how God had chosen him to vanquish these aliens. And he began traveling around Canada trying to find the aliens he was meant to destroy. Oh, God. So this is where we get into our, our meat and potatoes. Which I need to give everybody a trigger warning that looking up this case and taking care of this case made me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. So if you're easily uncomfortable, you'll know when to skip around. You'll start hearing it. You'll know. Just press that skip ahead button. Now that you're uh, talking about it, I I I know what we're talking about now. Okay. Good. Yes, I I know. It was 12.30 a.m. July 29th when Lee boarded the Greyhound bus in Edmonton, Alberta, and headed towards Thunder Bay. The ticket for this ride was purchased under the name Wong Pent, and he had left a note for his ex-wife stating, I'm gone. Don't look for me. I wish you were happy. Mm. On July 29th, around 6 p.m., Lee got off the bus in Erickson, Manitoba, with three pieces of luggage. It's reported that he spent a long time in the M&M grocery store and that he has sat on a park bench all night with his eyes open and emotionless. Just sitting there. Just hanging out. Chilling. Mm-hmm. The morning of July 30th, he was still sitting on the park bench and he put up a sign on his laptop that read, For sale, $600 or better offer. A 15-year-old boy ended up buying the laptop off of Lee for $60. He negotiated. He negotiated. And Lee threw up in the threw in the laptop bag for free. So it was yeah, a buy one, get a, one deal. He got a deal. <laughs> At six PM, the bus departed from a stop in Erickson, Manitoba, which is where Vince Lee had gotten on the bus. Vince was described as a tall man in his forties with a shaved head and sunglasses. Described by other passengers by as seeming agitated and confused, however, it did not seem to be a threat. Mm-hmm. He had initially mm-hmm. sat near the front of the bus, but moved to the back of the bus near Tim after a dinner stop at 7 p.m. in Brandon. Some sources say that Tim McLean paid no mind to Vince Lee, while other sources say that Tim McLean gave Vince a little head nod before putting on his headphones and falling asleep against the window pane of the bus. Well, I mean, even if he did just that, I mean, it's still not like a huge interaction. 
Yeah, no, but it's the little things that I it's, feel like. Yeah, when you're make or break a deal. When you're very mentally unstable, the little things. Yeah, you don't know what's going to set them off. And here's our set off. Mm-hmm. It was 8.30 p.m. when frantic screaming rang out on the bus. This was when Vince Lee drew a large knife and began stabbing Tim in the neck and chest. Vince was convinced that Tim was one of the aliens he was meant to vanquish in order to protect the other passengers. Mm-hmm. Tim McLean fought back but could not overpower Vince Lee. The attack caused the bus driver to pull over to the side of the road so all 35 passengers could exit the bus. Once most of the passengers exited, there was still one passenger, Garnet Caton, who served five years in the Canadian forces, who tried to get others to help overpower Lee, but they had failed. So he mm. he was like, come on, let's go, let's go take care of this. And mm-hmm. it wasn't happening. No. No. Mm. No. When Kenton exited the bus, he flagged down a truck driver who had obtained a crowbar and a hammer to try to injure Lee, but Lee tried to attack him with the knife. After that, Lee tried to exit the bus through the front of the bus, through the front, and the bus driver was able to close the door on his arm with the bloody knife extended outside of the bus. Mm, So, like, some... He, like, or, managed to, like, slam it shut as, like, he was, like, yeah, and his stabbing was, through. And his hand was bloody. His arm was just sticking out. Yeah. Lee was able to pull his arm back into the bus and return to the rear of the bus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just yeah. wanted to make sure everybody knew. <laughs> the bus. That, that it was the rear of the bus. At the same time, a second Greyhound bus that was following bus number 1170 pulled over on the shoulder as well because the driver thought it was unusual Mm -hmm. that the first bus just pulled over and it wasn't a stop. Mm. So Bernie Skyrup, who was the driver of the second bus, boarded bus 1170 and tried to bargain with Lee. But Lee only responded by stating, get emergency. And I have, in parentheses, trigger warning here. (laughs) If you thought it was bad before, it's not going to get better. It's not going to get better. Mm -hmm. Vince Lee repeatedly stabbed Tim McLean nearly 60 times. Mm. Then he decapitated his head from his body and held it up for onlookers to see. After the decapitation, Lee dropped the head onto the floor and started stabbing and defiling Tim's body. He has severed and consumed pieces of Tim's flesh, and Lee had also disemboweled Tim Mm -hmm. during this time. And it said that Lee had consumed both of McLean's eyes and one-third of his heart. (laughs) Okay. During this time, the RCMP, also known as the Royal Canadian Canadian Mm -hmm. Mounted Police, arrived to... To find Lee on the bus still, they used the police cruiser to block the door from being open. So they just pulled it up and barricaded him in there. Mm. That was when Lee tried to drive the bus away. But the driver from the other Greyhound bus, uh, Mr. Skyrup, had cut the power from the bus from the back. The RCMP tried to communicate with Lee, urging him to throw the knife out of a small back window. But Lee's responses were mostly unintelligible, and he said something about how he had to stay on the bus forever. Which, 
if I committed something like that, I would probably feel like I need to stay on the bus forever, too. I mean, what other option does he have, really? I, I agree. Mean, what other option does he have other than... Not do that. They're not really letting him off the bus, either. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're kind of at a standstill of it, really. Because, I mean, they can't really rush in. Nope. What's the point at that? I mean, unfortunately, he's already... He's gone. You can't save yeah, him. No. So you're just kind of running with the shenanigans at this point till he gets off the bus. And Canada has this uh, preservation of body rule where okay. it's um, they will not harm somebody. If they can keep that person alive, they're going to. So mm. they're not shooting at him. They're not doing anything to... Gotcha. Yeah. So they're literally just watching him. They're just watching it do happen. everything that he's doing but can't do anything about it. Essentially. Yeah, pretty much. So And all these poor passengers are just chilling. The poor passengers can see right into that Greyhound bus. Because if anybody's ever seen a Greyhound bus, you know those windows are huge. Yeah. And, like, you're seeing him... Willy-nilly about doing it. Doing thing. Um, I hate that. So various police officers noted that he continued to mutilate the body and head of Tim. Lee appeared to smell and then eat pieces of Tim's body and appeared to lick the blood from his fingers and hands. Lee continued to carry Tim's internal organs and various body parts throughout the bus and would later place them in white plastic garbage bags. Hmm. Yeah. This is one of those, uh, cases. I don't have a whole lot of, uh, commentary. Because there's just so much going on. Like, it's just a lot. Okay. Around 1.30 a.m., Lee tried to escape through the back window of the bus. He threw some personal objects, a knife, a pair of scissors, and then he tried to jump from the bus and landed on top of the knife. He was then tasered twice and handcuffed and placed in the back of a police cruiser. When they searched Lee, mm-hmm. they found McLean's tongue, nose, and ears in his pocket. Uh, I guess he wanted a souvenir. He just wanted a little, mm. a little prize, a little trophy. Ugh. Ugh. Mm-hmm. So we have the aftermath. Okay. The aftermath is after Lee was apprehended, he faces he faced charges of second degree murder, and he pleaded not criminally responsible due to his mental health. Okay. When he put in his plea, he said only three words to court: "Please kill me." So he was just like, does Canada have the death penalty? I do not know. I can't. It's Canada. I can't picture they do. Um, I don't know that for a fact. I remember reading. He he said that because in China, if you were to kill somebody like that, mm-hmm. you would immediately be put to death. Yeah. So I, but I don't, I don't know if can, can, Canada, Canada <laughs> has the death penalty. I would say probably not, but I don't know. There's some pretty, uh. I'll Google it. Yeah, Google it for me. The courts accepted the plea, and Lee was sent to the Selkirk Mental Health Center. So does Canada have the... I can't find a definitive answer, oh. to be honest. Okay. It, maybe it's like the states, where it's like certain provinces do and certain don't. That's fair. On June 3rd, 2010, Lee was granted supervised outdoor walks within his mental health facility. On May 17, 2012, he was reported that Lee had been granted temporary passes that allowed him to leave Selkirk Mental Health Center to visit the local town with supervision by a nurse and a peace officer. 
February 27, 2014, he was allowed to have unsupervised visits to the local town starting at 30 minutes and expanded it to full day trips. A year later, he was granted unsupervised passes to visit Winnipeg as long as he kept a cell phone on him. February 2016, he changed his name to Will, Will Lee Baker and was seeking to leave his group home to live independently, and he won the right to live alone in February 26 of 2016. Mm-hmm. Finally, February 10, 2017, he was ordered to be discharged and granted an absolute discharge. He has no legal obligations or restrictions on his independent living. What? So, this yeah. man... Homeboy just literally got away with it. He... And he roams the streets. Yeah. He got medicated, uh-huh. he spent time in the mental facility, and he is still out there today. There are petitions stating that he needs to be tried and go back to the mental institution yeah, and be like, watched. Now that he's mentally fit to stand a trial and get actual sentencing. You'd think that they would uh, yeah. do that, but they don't. Um, we just got done talking about Ed Gein. He was found mentally unfit, and then they waited for him to get mentally fit, which was mm-hmm. like 10 years. And then they did trial. Mm-hmm. Canada. Canada. <laughs> get your shit together. Man. I don't... I hate that. Yeah, the... Um, I hate it. Tim McLean's family is trying yes, to... Probably. Pati- well, yeah, they're pissed. They've been pissed. But they're trying yeah. to abdicate for uh, Tim's law, okay. which is... Uh, they're just trying to make it to where when these things happen that they do have that trial they don't just let them go out into the world and well, be even if they didn't go to trial i just can't imagine you do something so brutal and then at some point they just wake up one day and decide well you're fine now yeah like even if you're fine you have that capacity so this to do it <laughs> this this unfortunately did not have a happy ending this man is still out trying to live a normal life even though he I hate it. Decapitated somebody and... Just walked around in the bus windows with a head. And ate their organs and their Mm -hmm. eyeballs. And literally got away with it. And uh, Vince Lee, or I guess Will Lee Baker now, Mm. he sticks to the fact that he he claims that he did not eat any of Tim McLean's body. If... But there were dozens of people who were watching him do it. Yeah. And, uh, you have literally a bus full of, of people. Two buses, technically. That saw you do it. That saw you do these things. Hmm. And then all all the police officers that watched you do it. Yeah, just deny it. It's fine. Yeah. There was a side story about how um, one of the police officers that was there to helping take care of the situation mm-hmm. a couple years later committed suicide because yeah. he couldn't handle what he had seen. What he had seen. That's horrific i yeah i can't blame him i don't think i would have been able to handle seeing any of that i bet every and single I see person some stuff i bet every single person that saw that needed long-term mental some kind of therapy, therapy. yeah and i think if canada is willing to let him just walk away free they should be paying for all of their therapy i agree <laughs> I, I can't argue that they paid for him they paid for him, yeah. I anyway. hate that. Anyways, that was the horrific murder of Tim McLean and mm. everything horrible that happened to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't, I couldn't remember the name, 
But as soon as you started talking about a bus, I was like, oh, this sounds familiar. I remember I think, when um, this happened. and I don't remember this happening. I, I remember seeing news articles about it when I was in, like, hmm. 11th grade. No, like, I 9th grade. I was a wee baby. A wee babe. I'm pretty sure I heard it because I'm pretty sure Bailey Sarian did a video on it. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure. I love ba- Bailey Sarian. I do, too. Girl, come on our podcast. We talk. We'll talk together. We're here for it. Just anybody we're who manifesting. Wants, anybody who wants to come <laughs> hang out with us, we're, we welcome it. We welcome, but not um, this douchebag. Yeah, we we don't want Vince Lee on our podcast talking no. unless he wants to talk about the events that happened that day. Nope, I don't even want to talk to him. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I'm gonna go with he's uh, living his best life, most likely. So I'm not giving him. Uh, I'm not going to give him that. Uh, attention yeah no that's fair no Mm-mm. Mm-mm. anyway well i hope tim's law gets passed i do too anyway <laughs> so we'll see you guys next week maybe something a little lighter because we've uh have some pretty heavy cases coming your way so maybe we'll have a light one coming soon Fingers or crossed. not we'll see <laughs> we'll see anyway so we will see you guys next week thanks for hanging out with us Bye. Bye.